What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Our League. My name is Gage. I'll be your host today. Joining me over on the, actually above me, uh, today is Cesar Torres, aka Cesar Towers. Hey, what's good, everybody? Over there, top middle, we have Al, the Predator Tribesman. Hello, how's it going? Right next to me, we have Kessel Winks. What's up, everybody? Like guest guest. <laughs> Very far right, we have semi-solid snake himself, Philip J. Woodward. I just want to say, Xavier, you're pretty good. Down below, we have Bennett. Please be excited. What's up? Top right corner, a very special guest today. WWE superstar, Xavier Woods, AKA Up Up Down Down's Austin Creed. What is up? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> What's going on, guys? It's good How to you have you here. here. Hey, you he's also he's also the commish, you know. <laughs> the commish. Oh, he can't do it. He's now. in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is you were the commish. <laughs> this is incredible. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, yeah, of course. This is uh, definitely Crazy. kind of like a like a, a top tier level episode. Probably the best one we've ever had. Ever way better than that. <laughs> we're that two seconds in, Greg and it's Miller. the best one ever. Um, <laughs> yep. So, so I, just, I want to start the show off by a, kind of a default question I ask most of our guests, just for people who may have heard of you or may have not heard of you, just general rundown. Who is Xavier Woods? Mm. Well, I was born on a military base in Georgia long, <laughs> long ago. Uh, uh, fast forward, I am a trombone playing, um, wrestling, video game, D&D, um, like weirdo. That's the way to encapsulate it. I'm just pancakes. a real, yeah, pancakes. I'm a, I'm a weird dude from Georgia who really <laughs> grew up loving video games and wrestling and kind of getting like made fun of a little bit for both until I started wrestling myself in seventh grade. And then uh, it, it's weird how people start to treat you once they know that you are semi-competent in hand-to-hand -hand combat. <laughs> <laughs> they all of a sudden don't mess with you anymore. And so, um, oh. so yeah. I, I was lucky enough to like get into sports and kind of, you know, excel at that a little bit while still doing school stuff. Cause obviously my parents were very much like, go to school and do this stuff. And so that burned into my brain that I need to do my best to be as educated as possible. So I'll say that's my biggest basis is, is education. And then the next layer is I am a professional wrestler for WWE. I've been wrestling for Jesus for 17 years now, which is wow. insane to say. Um, been going around the world meeting people doing all kinds of stuff and it's been an absolute blast um and then i am i was the first announced host for the new g4 so i'm very entrenched into the gaming world um uh, obsessed with like jrpgs uh rhythm games uh the choose your own adventure games like like until dawn my biggest dream for video games is to be in one of those types of games that's all i want so so please someone someone please call me um hey we know my yeah. fiddle we can try to <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, in Gears of War. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's. I feel weird like talking about myself. I just I do a lot of things. I try to stay as busy uh -huh. as possible because the goal for me is to eventually stop wrestling. So I just quit destroying my body. So when that time comes, I will then be full time into video games and hopefully uh, by that time a studio bassist. I've been learning bass the past couple of months. That's that's the new. That's yeah, the new I saw look. that video. It was really good. Very clean. And maybe you that over please. bread, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no joke I, I went i went and got grew up go grab my bass guitar when i saw you doing that i'm like i missed this so i went and grabbed it played some of my old stuff 
a lot of fun. And that, that, that's what it's about. It's honestly so, okay, so I guess the best way to explain who I am is I'm the guy who attempts to have a good time in any situation. Because if you're not having a good time, if you're not smiling, if you're not laughing, then it's a lot harder to get through the day. So even small victories, a la putting your underwear in the freezer on a hot day. So when you come back inside, it feels great. The origins of power of positivity, underwear yes. in the freezer. Yeah. Hold on. Great life hack. I, I live in Texas, so I might take up the uh, underwear in the freezer thing. I'm so serious, dude. Put them in, put them in the fridge the night before. And then if you're going out and you know it's like 95 degrees, it's cold at first when you're in the house. But then as soon as you step outside in the humidity, you're going to love it. Awesome. I love that. I love going from positivity straight to cold underwear. <laughs> so, Positive all around. I want to kick it over to uh, Ben first, because I know he's got a couple Final Fantasy questions he wants to ask. So mm. let's uh, let's kick it over to Ben so he can ramble off all this uh, <laughs> this uh, bull crap. That Quick he wants fire to say. nonsense. But did you say <laughs> bull crap when we're talking about Final Fantasy? Yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy part is bull crap. It's just. <laughs> you it's the it's the quick fire nonsense okay, okay let's okay, go okay. let's go with questions let's get the, let's get the questions <laughs> so we're gonna make these ones break. quick we're gonna get these ones uh quick fire here for you xavier so um i know you're a huge final fantasy fit uh, final fantasy fan like myself um so i've just got some uh, scenarios and things i've got here if you could just go through quick fire i just want to know who which final fantasy character would you pick uh in these particular situations so the first one here is just which one do you want to drive you to the airport Ooh. Ooh, uh, I'll take Cloud. Very relevant. I'll go. Cloud can drive you to the airport. Nice, nice. Yeah. We've got on his uh, motorcycle. Hey, would you? Yeah, hundred. <laughs> like sword dragging on the ground as we even it out of traffic. One hundred percent. If he does really good, he deserves the kiss. If yes, not, yeah. you just say. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just like a beast man. See you later. <laughs> uh, we've got here. Which Final Fantasy character would you like to do your taxes for you? Oh. Ooh, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, went blind for first prince. Ignis. Ignis. My, boy, Ignis. my gosh. That's literally like that game made me cry three different times. Oh, same I here. Wasn't ready. I got, Ugly I got a, cry. I got a little poster up there. Oh, nice. oh one nice. of those yeah, like uh, canvas before. roll posters. When, when you find out that so he good. gave his sight in order dude. to make sure dude stayed alive because he had to fulfill the mission and save everybody, like. That that broke me because that's 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 friendship on another level. You don't you don't have that in real life. I don't, I've never I've never experienced that. That's that's friendship. <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> I would do. That's I like the pain, pain things, Xavier. <laughs> that's great. That's the perfect answer. Um, who would you like to help you assemble a furniture flat pack? What? A furniture flat pack, like kind of like an IKEA flat pack. You know, when you're making your furniture up, who would you like to help you do that? Tifa. Tifa. Oh yes. Yeah. She'd be very yeah. coordinated. May mainly because the first time that we see her, she's like working the bar. She's working. She understands like a space and what it needs to look like, what it needs to feel like. So if she could help put the uh, IKEA stuff together with me. Nice, nice. I love it. Love you think it. it'd be like super flashy? She'd like throw it up into the air and just punch it a bunch of times, and it'd be done. Oh, 
hundred percent. Smash the box open and like break all the pieces. So now there's devil pieces. So then I'd freak out. She goes, ah, no, I got you. Check this out. I'm glad you picked Tifa because like my first instinct was Barrett because you could just put a power tool on his hand and you could just, <laughs> just, just do everything. Just right there. If, if you find guys, the attachments though, Gage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't have those lying around. Yeah. That's my that was my exact train of thought in like three seconds span. I was like, I really I'm waiting for when I can say Barrett because I really want to hang out with him. But I was like, but the gun would get in the way. Oh, you could change the gun, but can you change the gun? I'm not sure. <laughs> Someone else. <laughs> Both great answers. Both great it's like answers. A, it's like a it's like one of those like screwdrivers they could just change the head of. He's like, yep. you just pop off the gun and it's just like a drill. I mean, you can put different guns on it, so... Yeah. But imagine the bag that you would need to carry all those yes. attachments. Yes. <laughs> and, and what kind of charger do you need? Oh, That's what That's materia what is for, you guys. Fair? Okay. Okay. You make, you make a good question. <laughs> drill uh, materia. The last, <laughs> last question here. Who would you like to roll up in the club with? What kind of Final Fantasy character do you want to go out dancing with? That's, that's Barrett. I can say Barrett. Barrett. No. Because all oh, I'm thinking nice. is that that uh, the clip from White Chicks where Terry Crews is is all <laughs> high on ecstasy or whatever, and he's got the glow sticks doing the robot. I would love to see shirtless Barrett with the gun arm working out in love. He'd be killing it. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. That would be awesome. <laughs> no, they're all the Final Fantasy questions I have. So um, I'll probably head it over to I think Caesar. Did you have a question? Yeah, I had a few. Um... Why did I say like I'm gonna interrogate you? Like so, yeah. uh, Mr. Woods. Right back on myself. It's <laughs> a friendly, friendly interrogation, you know. They call you consequences creed, eh? At one point, At one point they did. Um, <laughs> so, my question for you: You talked about G4. Uh, G4 used to be this television channel for video game stuff, right? I've, I've, this is before my time, so I don't even know. Yeah. How, how old are you? You missed out. That's so good. Uh, 22. Uh, you were <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I've, I'm almost as old as your wrestling career. That's I know. No, no, older than your wrestling. No, your wrestling career is almost as old as me. Sorry. No, 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 no. You're, you've been wrestling for 17 years. Oh, God. I'm so old. Sorry. Don't I worry. Like, so am I. So am I. You're I, good. I feel like I am just ruining every opportunity I have right now. Just talking. <laughs> um... So no, uh, G4, how did this happen? How So obviously you were like Cree for G4. You're doing that when you, it started when you broke your Achilles heel, right? That's when the so, whole so I, I, I tore my Achilles um, October, I think it was 2019, um, on the shelf for a good while. And it was a few months after that uh, mm -hmm. rumblings about G4 started up. And so uh, in my in my brain, I was trying to do absolutely everything that I could to like, for lack of a better term, like stay relevant in whatever space yeah. I was in. So like I that. saw you in the Rooster Teeth Extra Life stream. That was really fun. Yeah, and so uh, stay relevant for one, but then also to try to use my time as wisely as possible because mm -hmm. there's a lot of opportunities that I do miss out on because because uh, I've obviously got I've got to go wrestle. Um, and so in that in that vein, with me being out of wrestling for however long, what like eight months, 10 months, um, I was trying to go everywhere that I could. And I've been wanting to go hang out with them in Rooster Teeth for a hot minute. And so uh, once they're like, oh, we're doing this, can you come up? And I think it was like two days in advance that that I, they hit me up and I was like, 100%, let's go, let's do it. Um, so I was really trying to just be everywhere and just hang out with everybody because I want to get those experiences, you know? Yeah. Um, and and getting experiences like that with people like that and uh, with people like the guys at like kind of funny and then my buddy Chris Dankery's on YouTube, check him out, guys at like New Legacy, uh, and really understanding 
like the vibe of being able to play games in a space like this and have a bunch of like-minded people who just love games. We can talk Final Fantasy or we can like talk Mobile Suit Gundam or we can talk Secret of Mana, like, or we can talk Vita. Like that, that excites me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so since I wasn't able to go and, and perform in a wrestling ring in front of people, like that's, that's my love. There's no better feeling on the planet than, than wrestling in front of people performing. That to me is, is untouchable. Next best thing for me is being in in this space being able to feel that kind of energy but for video games you know and so uh again once i heard g4 rumblings coming on it's like this is kind of what i've been what i've been waiting for what i've been hoping for because when i started the youtube channel up up down down um it's wwe's um gaming channel that i am in charge of um the whole goal was to kind of kind of spread awareness that there's a locker room full of guys and girls who love video games like we aren't just pro wrestlers. We don't just fall down. Like that that's not where we start and stop. You know, there are people who are extremely educated. They own businesses or they're into shoes or they're into cars or they're into hair, like whatever it is. Like I just happen to be into games. And so for me, in talking to so many different veterans of, of wrestling and hearing how dairy and difficult it can be to transition from wrestling to that next chapter of life. You're 22 now, but you'll get there where you got to get to the next part of adulthood. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's hard to find your footing. Mm -hmm. And so that, like, I, I can't even be, like, low-key about it. That's, like, my biggest fear is, is once I'm done wrestling, having no clue what to do, not having any mm -hmm. options, being not just turning in 360, spinning around, freaking out because I've, like, lost my identity. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's very heavy. And so yeah. to, to, to stave that fear off, I've been lucky enough to have another passion and that's video games. And so I know like I'm already comfortable here. I already feel good here. If I can push myself and all my friends that feel the same out into this space, once we're done wrestling, we'll be able to still perform something that we're very passionate about. So we don't lose that feeling of fulfillment. We still very much have it and have it in a very different sense. Um, we, we still get to move forward. And so that's, the main reason that I wanted to be a part of G4 because this is going to be the space where we're gamers. This is going to sound so corny. We're, we're gamers unite. Um, <laughs> but it's but just a space where like like people of all fandoms and nerddoms can come and just chill and hang out. And it's and it's not that that idea like, that it used to be back in the day where people would say, uh, you know, all video games are rotting your brain. They're terrible for you. Like that's obviously gone. And you see that with the rise of all of the gaming channels and how popular gaming is. And, you know, Fortnite giving out millions of dollars for first place, like to like a 14 year old kid. Like there's yeah. now now gamers can show like, no, this is a viable option to be a, a reasonably successful human being like in the society. Like we're, we're good. Leave us alone now. Um, and so that that's that's what I want to feel. I want everyone to feel that. And by bringing more eyes to that ideal and by bringing more eyes, I'm saying if we can take what we have in wrestling and that's that that cutting promos and talking crash to each other and bring that to esports. I feel like now people that aren't necessarily into video games or not necessarily into esports can go, wow, well, I do like this confrontation. I will watch good versus evil. I will watch annoying versus funny. I will watch whatever was first, whatever. And they start playing Street Fighter. And it's like, well, I don't really understand this, but I'll watch because they're still arguing. And then the next time they watch it, they know a little bit more about Street Fighter. And then they've watched like three or four of them. And now they're kind of into Street Fighter and they play a little bit. They go, ah, I shouldn't go to these big tournaments like Evo or anything, but I'll just play like, you know, with my front with my friends. But then they play a little bit more. Then they go to a local tournament. And that's the whole purpose because it starts at local tournaments for games. The more people you have at a local tournament, the bigger the pop. The bigger the pop, the more people come. 
the bigger those tournaments get, the bigger the worldwide tournaments get. And now we have more people in the ether, in the space, who are knowledgeable about it, who are there to not only spend money, but to have a good time. You can create these relationships that you couldn't otherwise. Um, and that's that, that, that's what my goal has been with the YouTube channel. And I want to bring that, that to G4 and learn everything that I can from everybody that's affiliated with G4. Because there's people that, uh, so for instance, like Avali, she's huge uh, into League of Legends. And I'm... Yep. I'm not super well versed in. I know enough. I played, but now I can sit with Avali and we can chat about whatever, and she can teach me about League of Legends. She can teach me how to like uh, get the last hit so I can get money and and level up and not be complete trash at it, you know. And I can teach her stuff about wrestling if she cares about it. And now we got this yeah. exchange of information, and everybody's winning. It's like a rising tide raises all ships. And sorry, I talk too long. Go ahead. No, you basically answered That's... all my questions about G four. <laughs> I was basically right. going to ask you like, how did this happen? What can we expect to see from you? And you basically answered that question before you even got to it. It's like, what can we expect from uh, Xavier Woods with G4? And uh, yeah, you basically, uh, I guess the only question I have left about G4 is, um, you know, are you hiring? Is this <laughs> I'm not, but someone is. I'm, I'm not, but I'm not in charge of anything. I'm just going to, yeah. I've been told like my, my purpose is to come in and I get to wreak havoc. And I'm very excited. Oh, that sounds That's like a hell of a job. I need to start the C's for G4 tweet right now. C's yeah. for G4. Get on it. Um, so, but if anything, I have a question from a friend, Robert Highwind, who basically he got me to watch this year's Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. So I'm very grateful for him because if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be here right now. But he has a question for you, and it is about time management. You do so many things. How do you do it? I tell myself the truth. So uh, it was really hard for me to get to that point. So here's the example. So ever since I was a, a tiny young tot, I wanted to learn how to speak Japanese, right? Mm -hmm. And as soon as I was able to like voice this to my parents, maybe like eight Christmases in a row, I got like learn to speak Japanese DVDs, books, like all sorts of things, like notebooks, work workbooks. To this day, I think miso means water. I think miso. <laughs> What? Yeah. Missed it. <laughs> Missed it. No? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I have no clue. I have no clue. But what that told me is that I like the idea of being able to speak Japanese. I don't really want to learn it. And so once I learned that truth about myself, it's like, okay, if you take that and put it into other things, then you you can kind of space your life out uh, a little bit easier. So, um, and this will tie back in, I promise. So I got a, uh, a keyboard, like a piano keyboard when I tore my Achilles. And I made this thing. I was like, hey, I'm gonna, by the time I'm healed, I'm going to be able to play all this stuff because I'm a huge fan of uh, Michael McDonald. I'm going to just play Michael McDonald songs all day when I come back. And uh, I still don't know how to play it. But I picked up a bass guitar because I was like, I like when people make the stank face when they're playing bass because <laughs> it's, it's essentially a superpower. You can pick it up. You can make yourself have the stank face. And if you have stank face, if someone hears it, they're going to have it too. I don't know a lot of things or people that have talents where they can just pick something up and make you change your whole entire mood. Yeah. Your whole, like you could come in feeling like crap and you pick up a bass guitar, you know how to play, you can't not be happy. And so I wanted to do that. And now since I got it, I can't stop touching it. I travel with it constantly. I'm always playing it. So that was me telling myself the truth. This is what I want to learn how to do. So I want to learn how to do this. And so when people say like, how do you not, how do you have so much time to do so many things? No. I only do the things that I want to do. And you only do the things that you want to do. And people who think that they don't have time for things, no, 
they have time for the things that they want to do. If they don't want to do something in the back of their minds, they're not going to do it. And then they get stuck and like, man, I just need more time. It's like, no, like it's not a priority. So, so shift, shift what you think you want and figure out what it is you do want. Um, and it's, it's, it's very hard to do because telling yourself the truth is, I, I would say telling yourself the truth is one of the hardest things to learn how to do. Um, because you, you don't want to like feel bad about anything. You know, like, you don't, it's, it's hard to, to know like certain things like your fault. And that's, that's Especially one, to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can, you can make excuses about this and that. And I used to do this constantly and I still definitely do at times um, just making excuses about why things didn't happen or why something didn't go so, oh, a certain way. Um, but it's, it's very hard to just own it and say like, it didn't happen because of me, because I didn't work hard enough or because I didn't put myself in the right positions or because I was slacking off or I know I slept in three days in a row and the person against me, you know, was up every day at 6am doing X, Y, and Z, you know? So once you're, once you're able to, be truthful with yourself, then it, I think it opens so many more doors. Because once you're there and you and you feel that and you go, okay, cool. If I don't do it, it's because I don't want to. Your whole everything kind of shifts a little bit and you start to become way more productive because now you're putting your energy exactly where it should go. If I may, I would like to commend you on just the clarity that you have to be able to do that. Because the only time I've ever heard anything similar to that is Craig Ferguson, the talk show host, talks about like way later in his life how he realized he did not, he was in love with the idea of directing movies, but he did not enjoy that process and then had to sit down with himself and tell himself that that's not what I want, that's just what I think I want. So to be able to do that. And how do you also, like I've heard people say, don't have fast two things, just like whole ass one thing. But how do you manage the whole ass wrestling and the <laughs> content creation thing? Because I honestly think you do. And I have a follow-up question. What was your history with G4? If you could yeah. talk about that a little bit. Um, like so, as a viewer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll go with that one first and I'll go into the full and whole half ass. <laughs> um, so G4 for me, uh, so I was a huge fan of Code Monkeys because it's just hysterical to me, nice. and I love animated we stuff. We were just talking about it. <laughs> yeah, and so I know everybody talks about like you know explain stuff, and I absolutely loved that as well. Um, but Code Monkeys was like it was that was my jam. Um, but as far as what it like meant to me as as a kid was, there weren't any places at that point in time that told you there were other people on the planet that were like you. You know, so like football games, if I like football, I could flip, uh, you know, during football season, I could turn on the TV and we can watch football and there's commercials about football and there's a ton of stuff regarding football, but there wasn't a ton of stuff regarding like Final Fantasy four and, you know, Earthbound. Like I, there wasn't a ton of that around. Like the first time I heard about Earthbound was like, I saw it like a big, big ass box at Blockbuster and I'm like, what is this? Oh, you can rent a Super Nintendo and it'll come with like this, with the Earthbound. I was like, what is Earthbound? What is it? And it's like, oh, it's been out for a good while, but like. So, so you just, it, you have to hear things like through word of mouth. And so once G4 hit the scene, it was like, oh my God, like there's, there's like grown up nerds. I can, I'm still allowed to like this stuff when I'm a grown up because no grown ups around me are into this stuff. All the grown ups are not all the grown ups around me think that I'm melting my brain, but um, it's, it's, it's that once you were grown up, you have to work and you have to pay bills and you have to be taxes and you have to be uh, in a suit and business, business, business. Um, so for me, that was a crazy inspiration to go like, wow, I can just stay myself. It's, um, it's okay that I'm who I am and I don't have to feel weird about it. So um, that was ultra empowering um, to me as I was going through that, that phase of like young teen 
learning about who you are type of type of times. Um, and then as far as the, the whole assing and the, and the full assing, uh, there are certain things that I feel like I have to do. So again, so going back to telling myself the truth, the reason that I feel I've, I've been able to push so hard in like two different directions of wrestling and video games is because going back to earlier, my biggest fear, I'm terrified of that feeling of not knowing what direction I'm going to go in next, that it's the absolute worst. And so in order for me to first be truthful with myself, to tell myself that rather than putting it to the side and just thinking like just living in the moment is fantastic. And I, and I do that constantly. But if you're not at least like looking around at, at your surroundings, then you're not going to be able to get to the horizon. You know, it's always going to be the horizon. And I don't want to be stuck like that. And so once I could tell myself that and be real, like that's that's my fear. And that's the biggest motivation for why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, then it turns into it turns from something that you want to do to something that you feel like you have to do. Mm -hmm. And then once you feel like that, then it just becomes a part of your life. And it's not a question anymore on, oh, am I too tired to do this? Or, oh, do I have time to do that? Like, no, like, I, that, that's what I'm doing. And I'll figure out when I'm going to eat. I'll figure out when I'm going to work out. I'll figure out when I'm going to do this or that. But like, these things are happening regardless. In talking about one of the many things that you're doing, and you're doing fantastic, like the March Madness uh, Pokemon Stadium tournament that you guys just had, choice, and then leading into the Up Up Down Down Mania, uh, could you tell us a bit about the beginnings of Up Up Down Down? Like going through the surroundings of that locker room, and yeah, gaming is prevalent around there, but how hard was it to get others on board with you, and what was your initial pitch to them uh, compared to where you saw it and where it's at now? Um. So the initial pitch was, uh, so at that point, I think we had, uh, I think the network was around. Yeah. So WWE Network, if you guys don't know, they're listening, is like a streaming service and they got all the old wrestling on there and it's just, it's awesome. Um, so they're looking for original content for that. And so at that point in time, I was on the main roster and we were in a different town every single night and arcade bars, like if like two or three years prior had started like popping up everywhere. And so I was finding arcade bars like in Paris, in Spain like in Canada, like we're in Japan, like, like we're all over the place, we're in Australia. And so every time that we went and wrestled somewhere, I'd get done and I'd already be like in a, in a Uber or in my car and whatever to the arcade bar. And I'd always tweet out like, hey, come play me in NBA Jam because it was a thing for me to want to play NBA Jam with people like all across the world. And like, and I got to, like, I feel like so lucky because of that. But I took that idea and I told WWE, like, hey, you know how all the Travel Channel has shows where people go to, you know, different areas of the world and they try the food and they tell you about it? Like, yeah. It's like, what if we did that with our arcade bars? It would be fantastic. And they're like, no. <laughs> uh, cool. Whoa. All right. Well, I'll just I'll go over here. Um, but uh, there was somebody on the office side of things who was looking to make a YouTube channel with one of the talent. And so we eventually found each other after a while. And he was like, hey, do you want to just put these ideas together and just do a gaming YouTube channel? Because um, then I win and you win. It's like, okay, cool. And so we sat down for a while and we figured out what we wanted it to look like. And I was just very adamant about uh, one thing in particular. And that was that, or two things. And that was that uh, I get to be like in charge of it. I get, I get like 90 percent say in like how it goes because like i just i need it to be mine like nice. i need to all right I, I at least need it to feel like it's mine you know uh obviously they own it they're in charge of stuff but uh i i, I gotta be able to do whatever i want yeah i gotta be able to kind of do whatever i want whatever ridiculous ideas i don't need somebody breathing over my shoulder just telling me oh this is too weird like no get out of here 
if it's if we're going to do it, you're going to let me do it. Um, and I wanted everybody to have the opportunity to be themselves because we are characters on, on the show. We uh, are not those people. Sometimes I'm, I'm very much me. <laughs> I'm lucky in that sense. I'm just very much me. But um, someone who is like at the time. So we have like uh, like Rusev, for example when he was with WWE, he's just very menacing, very angry all of the time. He eventually got, got pretty funny on TV, but uh, on Up, Up, Down, Down, he could just be Miro. He'd just be himself and relax and hang out. And I wanted, I thought that was important because again, this idea that I had to tell myself the truth that this crazy fear over here is what I don't want to happen. But I know that I have a locker room full of peers who's terrified of that as well. So in creating Up, Up, Down, Down, I wanted to make sure that we all had a place where we could put ourselves out there to show the world, like, hey, we're not just what you see on this show. Like, you're getting, you're getting this much of us, but there's 92% that you don't get to experience. So like, you would never know. And I keep thinking about him because I just, I talked to him the other day. Um, he's, he's, he's big in, Rusev is big in the 80s movies. And we talked about The Last Dragon. He was like, what's that? And I was like, what? You haven't seen The Last Dragon? So those of you who are here that haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Um, and so he went and watched it the next week and he couldn't stop talking about it. And I was like, oh man. And so uh, like through the grapevine, me and the, the guy who is like the main actor in that movie started talking. And so uh, we eventually go to the town that he's from and I say, hey, you know, could you come through? You'll we'll get you backstage and get you guys tickets to the show. But could we do this one thing for my friend? And so... I sit Rusev down and we're about to start filming up, up, down, down. And I like, Hey, before we start playing, like, I, let's just talk about this eighties movies. Cause I want you to tell everybody how much you love last dragon. So he starts going into this tirade and freaking out and talking about it, telling the whole thing. And then, so the guy's name is Timac. Timac comes out of the, the room and he goes, <gasps> and he like, <laughs> he like loses his mind. And then he gets to sit down and he talked to him for like half an hour. And for me, like that was one of the first times that I was like, man, like we're like really doing something like real. And, I, and I'm glad that I, I was very adamant and we got to be ourselves and you got to let me just kind of do stuff because if I wasn't, then we wouldn't have moments like that. We wouldn't have, have situations where we have just, just tons of archived footage of us having fun as friends for real because mm -hmm. wrestling doesn't always, always have that because, um, because it, it is what it is. And uh, that's just kind of, kind of how it's always been the way that you see us interact is on television as our characters. Um, so having this kind of secondary outlet, just really meant that people could could see us interacting as as who we really are, and and that to me is is priceless. Yeah, mission accomplished you. on it too. Yeah. Uh, before before we started, I was watching a few Uno Let's Plays, and it it feels real. It feels very. It's it so feels real. very real. It's so real. Uno, you know, will get you hot. It'll get Realist you. moment. Got to be that battle of the brand uh, SummerSlam, uh, the infamous one. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. So I have really bad freakouts on the channel. Like when I'm when I'm doing bad, I don't like it. I don't like it. And mm -hmm. I I try to keep composed, and I can't. I just can't because I'm a child. I'm, You're I'm such a, a good performer. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I'm such a good I'm really performer. We're it all good. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> it's weird because I I feel like and to take it back to the to the channel a little bit with with having everybody on. I feel like the fact that we are wrestlers, we're used to kind of over-exaggerating because for us, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to, do, to have a reaction to something that the person like in the nosebleed seats can see, right? And so that's just kind of how we interact with each other. So when we're interacting with each other on the channel, we're screaming about games and stuff. I, I, I'll notice like 
I speak with my hands constantly and move my body around like I'm dancing as I'm just like communicating. So when we get upset, like we all lose it. And uh, that instance that you're talking about with Battle of the Brands, like I, I couldn't hold it together and I was just throwing stuff and I, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't deal, I couldn't deal. <laughs> and that, that's, yeah, that's our version of esports. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of video games and uh, stuff like that, what was it like for the collaboration with Gears of War? Did they approach you about that? Was that something that you pursued or um, how did all that work? Um, so me, AJ and Breeze got the opportunity to go uh, do stuff for Gears at E3 um, the year prior, I believe. And so uh, when they were showing off their their horde mode, not, not horde, um, their... Uh, it was the escape mode. I forgot the yeah. name of it. Escape mode. I was trying to figure out to remember what they called the the room underneath the stage. It's gonna annoy me. I'll figure it out later. Um, but People? they had a, a, a yeah a setup under the stage that was very much like the the escape mode. And so uh, we got to be down there playing the game and showed it off for the first time. So for me, again, it was another big win because the like a few years prior, I'd said you know my my goal is to host something at E3. I want to be at E3, and uh, I I would specifically. They said, like, I want to be on stage at E3. And so as soon as we got done, my guy who knows this, he goes, hey, you were at least under the stage at E3. <laughs> so we'll, we'll try to get you on next time. But um, uh, doing all the stuff with them at, at E3, just hanging out, uh, we had a really good time. And I told them that I'm obsessed with Gears because I very, very much legitimately am. Um, you know, once I got into, like, telling them, like, oh, you know, I read all the books. And they're like, oh, well, here's one of our uh, writers. And I just sat and, like, just, like, talked her ear off for like a million years of like, oh my god i love the universe so much and i'm like fangirl and just like crazy while we're at dinner and uh and that's when we kind of started talking i was like hey you know we we could be in the game that'd be cool and they're like oh yeah cool and it was like for for me i was like oh yes that's that's cool they didn't say no but obviously like thinking in my head oh well if, if something happened that'd be really that'd be really neato uh but <laughs> it was uh i guess maybe like a year six months uh, eight months, eight months, ten months later, they were like, "Hey, um, we have an opportunity for you, Kofi and E, to be part of Gears of War." And that's again another point where I lost my mind, <laughs> sort of freaking out, running around the room. Um, and obviously, we we said yes and got to go and do all the lines. And reading lines is is a lot. It's a lot of work. I I didn't realize how intense it is. Um, but they've got you in there like with with E and honey and waters to make sure you feel good. Um. So going through all that process was was really cool, and to be it to be in it with Kofi and E, mm -hmm. God, like I couldn't I couldn't ask for like a better situation. So again, like I get really excited the fact that we have like, these archive moments of us being able to be ourselves on the channel. Like I now have like this this other archive moment that will like live forever. As like me, yeah, yeah, like with, with my two best friends. One of your favorite video game franchises. Like, like I look at it, I'm like, what is going on? Like what? <laughs> What did I think? Or Lancering people <laughs> as you right now. Yeah. And so, uh, speaking so, of oh like hosting something at E3 being a life goal, uh, you've co hosted WrestleMania, hosted many shows on Up, Up, Down, Down. You'll be a host on G4 TV. What is, is your get hype moment dream host job still Nick Arcade? And oh, if yes. not, then what is it? <laughs> oh, yes, instant, course. those instant. Of course, it's Nick Arcade, dude. Like, think about that. It's, oh, it'd be so good because. I know that so some of the some of most of those kids were so trash at video game. Oh, like yeah. how are how are y'all so bad at going Mac? I don't understand it, dude. 
And so I know now it'd be a completely different experience because these kids would be incredible. And so when I say that I want to host Nick Arcade, I, I do. But then thinking about as I think about it more and more, I was like, I want to host it because I just want to see the competition. I want to <laughs> see these kids literally compete. Like I'm into it. Um, but yeah, that, that would totally be it. That would totally so, be it. Like a poor 12 year old child is like having a hard time with one, one Mario and Xavier's like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Takes him aside. How are you so bad at video games? Yeah. Me, right? we, we were in quarantine for over a year. How are you bad at this? You may be good at Fortnite, but how, how are your skills on Mario? Like, it's like come on. <laughs> this isn't even our Bloodborne course. This is the platformer. How are you this bad? That's my well, Speaking of like hurting, are you still recovering from the almost AJ Styles fight? How's that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, wrestling, wrestling hurts. Wrestling hurts, <laughs> but we do it for the people. Uh, <laughs> recovering and wrestling is is uh, it's an intense thing. Like I said, I've been doing this seventeen years, but luckily, as you as you go through it, your body builds a callus, mm -hmm. and you're uh, you're used to falling down. So uh, once you hear like the roar of the audience, it's like everything just kind of goes. And that's what I was talking about before. Like, there's no feeling like it. It's it's wild. So, uh, being able to be out there in front of people again for the first time in over a year, uh, it was it was wild. Was there any reprogramming needed? Like a being in the Thunderdome and that energy not coming at you, and you're having to do storytelling a bit differently than how you guys were performing in live matches coming back to WrestleMania, was there some dust that needed to be like shook off or as soon as it hits you, it's like getting hit with an adrenaline shot and crank and you're just running yeah. right into it. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And so um, for those of you that were watching WrestleMania before the show started, uh, every, all the talent was out on the on the stage. And all, the only thing that we were thinking was like, oh man, like people, everyone's gonna see our gear. Like we don't want them to see our gear yet. That, that's a big surprise. But then as like, I can't, I can't express how quick it happened. As soon as you step through the curtain, there's a noise. There's just, I can't, and I can't explain the noise. It's just like, but, but like a, times a million. And that noise, for some reason, do you know, uh, do you ever watch that South Park episode? What is it? Uh, uh, the brown note? Yeah. The brown right. note that makes yeah, everyone shit their pants. <laughs> the crowd <laughs> was the brown note. <laughs> yeah, but, but it has to be something else. So it's the opposite feeling. You don't poop mm. yourself. You mm. just get really excited. <laughs> So as soon as it doesn't go out, it goes in. The yes, energy, yes. Goes, <laughs> the energy goes in. <laughs> Reverse brown yeah. out. Reverse. Yes. Inverted. Uh, yeah, there you go. Inverted brown. Um, so <laughs> as soon as as soon as we could hear the people, like everything, everything flipped on. Like it was almost like, uh, like all the flips, like 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 all the light switches got turned on at the same time, and it was just like, whoa, there's too much energy in my body. And me, Kobe, and we just all started screaming. It's like jumping up and down. We couldn't contain ourselves. It, it felt amazing yeah. because that's what wrestling is built on. All the people that are there, um, the, the sounds that they're making, whether it's boos or cheers or they're stomping their feet, all of those give like a different type of energy. It's almost like a rhythm, like a, like a, like a song. And so when you're in arenas that have a closed dome, all the energy bounces up to the middle and then right back down into the ring. So, uh, so you're, it's like, it's kind of it's an indirect bounce of of sound waves, and I guess that's like why I feel the energy because it's it's like feeling bass, a good bass you feel in your chest. It's that same kind of vibe, um, but it kind of pulsates, and so you pace your breathing off of that, you pace what you're doing off of that, and the more intense that feeling is, the more intense you become, and so as you're outputting more, they're outputting more, which makes you output more, and it's this incredible 
loop of energy and you, like there's nothing like it and so when you're in a in a stadium like an open air stadium that bounce doesn't happen all the energy just goes up and so you're getting like a fourth of it and so those of us who have had the opportunity to be inside of, of a of a stadium like that and wrestle in a situation like that we know like what you take what, what you feel just times it by like four in your head and act accordingly and so uh so being able to do that and kind of flip that switch on that felt incredible as well because it's it's uh it's kind of like a fun little game with between you and the audience like you're trying to kind of outdo each other with what type of energy you can give back to each other so being able to do that again after so long it it was wild so yes it just it was like the adrenaline shot and crank awesome to hear we are getting a little short on time so I want to ask one final question that's going to kind of segue into Ben's final question. Uh, I'm sure it's been covered before in kind of funny content, but the problem is they put out like 7,000 shows a day. So a lot of it just gets kind of lost. But like what, where did that journey begin with the guys over kind of funny? Like where did you first hear of, you know, Greg Miller and all those folks and what kind of led you into that, that, that uh, amazing role as the official commissioner of kind of funny? So uh, Greg and I thought that we first met at, I want to say E3 2016, because that was when we launched the channel. And so we went, that, we went to E3 to say, hey, we got a YouTube channel now, and just did interviews everywhere. And I think Greg was um, hosting for GameSpot. And so, uh, you know, came in, sat down, talked to him, whatever, kind of vibed a little bit. We just kind of, kind of took off from there. Um, and like, I don't know, three years later, four years later, maybe, we realized that when I was in TNA, he was working at IGN and he came through to talk about the TNA game. And like, we're on camera together with me berating him then. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. So I was like, oh my God, we've, we've been fighting like this for an eternity. We had no clue. <laughs> Match made in heaven. Um, yeah, right. And so uh, he told me later, like, yeah, once I just saw pro wrestlers coming on to the, you know, GameSpot stage at E3, I was like, we're going to talk about like muscles and dumbbells. Like what's this guy even here for? And he's like, and he started talking about anime. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I like him. And so since then we've just been, uh, been pretty good friends. And to the point where uh, he helped me a ton in figuring out like what I wanted up, up, down, down to be. Cause even though, uh, you know, I, we'd formulated this idea. I had no like clear vision really because i didn't know what it meant to be a youtuber or to be making to or to be a content creator like what went into it like the fact that you get to constantly be thinking of content and what you want to do and how you want to do it and who you want to bring in to do it um and so greg helped me a ton with that so like i would just blow his phone up and we just talk constantly um hey i want to do this he goes okay cool we'll try doing it like this and if it doesn't work call me and i you know mess it up and then Tell him, he'd go, okay, cool. Try it like 10 different ways. And if none of those work, call me back. And then I tried six different ways on the seventh it worked. And I shoot him a text, hey, got it. He's like, okay, cool, great. And so he kind of like held my hand along the way. Him um, and I go, get a shout out to my guy, Chris Danker, did the same thing for me. Um, but then starting to get closer and closer with Greg and becoming a part of like that, the kind of funny family. Um, all those guys and girls are just such like good people, you know? And they really care about everybody who who's a best friend and to the point like mm -hmm. I, I love the best friend community because there i <laughs> I, kid, I kid you not traveling like literally around the world at least once a month wherever i was somebody would say hey thanks for being a best friend man 
And it's like, awesome. oh my God. Like, and, I, and I'd always text Greg, be like, hey, I'm in, you know, uh, I'm in Shanghai. And somebody just said something about best friends. Like, kind of funny is everywhere. And it's it's so cool to see. Um, but uh, yeah, they're just, they're just amazing. And so I got to go and host one of the kind of funny lives, which was an absolutely incredible experience. Um, as everybody knows who listens to them, uh, how, how wild it is. Uh, but with being the commish, that was something that happened through like, I think there was like a voting thing. And uh, it was like me, Cisco, and two other people, I think. And I was texting Greg because like, I was like nervous. I saw this, I was like, wait, wait, wait. I don't, I don't want to lose, dude. He's like, well, I mean, whoever wins, wins. And then when it came out that I won, I was, <laughs> again, I talk with my hands. I'm very excitable. Like I was losing it. I was losing it. Like I had like, like won a public office, like I was <laughs> governor of Georgia or something. I was so excited. And to the point where like around the first year of being a commissioner, uh, I was like, Hey, so when you guys are doing the, you know, the voting again for next year's commissioner, uh, Scarpino was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, you're going to vote every year. And I'm pretty sure it was Tim. Tim was like, why would we vote every year? Like you got voted. Like, what are you, what are you talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, cool. Sweet. Perfect. Why I'm in. Extra work. Yeah. It's a monarchy. Just, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's a dictatorship. <laughs> That's awesome. Speaking of though, we have one last question for you from one Ben, please be excited. Take it away, Ben. Yes, it's the big it's the big question that we ask all our amazing guests. So uh, it involves Greg Miller, friend of the show, um, and the fact that Greg Miller is somehow everywhere at once. Um, we've had a lot of the kind of funny crew on just about everyone now, and we've had different theories from each person. So we've had the fact that he could be some sort of different species, some sort of alien. We've had doppelgangers. We've had Michael Keaton from Multiplicity. We've had all sorts of different theories. So I would love to know what you think Greg Miller potentially could be and how he's able to be everywhere at once. Uh, I feel like Greg Miller most like, I feel like the most logical answer to this is that uh, about, about 15 years ago, he sold his soul. I'm not sure who to, but he sold it because he it's definitely gone. He does not have one any anymore. Watch his nit hug um, playthrough. Yeah. You'll figure it yeah, out. <laughs> so so it's gotta be that. He's gotta have sold his soul to be able to teleport or to be able to uh send like hologram versions of himself to do short tasks for like two hours and then dissipates. So it's it's something of that nature. He's gotta have some sort of weird magical powers that are not of this world, but but definitely evil. <laughs> So do you think that's what led into what he did to Gino Viteri? I would say so, because in the in the time that I've known young Gregory, well, old Gregory Miller, uh, he's never been he's never been like the nicest guy when it comes to, uh, let's say, let's say new talent. Greg essentially built an empire for himself. He's built his own Mount Olympus and he's made himself Zeus. He's got the other gods, yes, but he doesn't see them as powerful as himself. And when he sees new travelers attempting to build that same mountain, he says nay and shocking them with lightning bolts. For what reason? I know not. And so they say, oh, well, we'll just climb your mountain. It's all good. We'll climb yours. And he throws lightning bolts again. And he says, nay, get off my mountain. I will not allow you to grow. I will not allow you to gain power. I will not allow you to succeed. Why? because I'm terrified of all of you. And that's what it is. Greg Miller is just scared of any new talent. 
that can do something better than he can. And that's that's all it is. He could have very easily taken this young man under his wing and said, hey, I know you were a little angry that, that, that your episode got bumped because of me because I got a little bit of name value behind me, but that's okay. You were a little upset. Hey, that's not the right way to do it. But next time, next time, you'll do it right. And here's how you do it. And he would take him along and teach him. But what does Greg do? Greg cuts a video about how he's got a terribly low amount of Twitter followers. And so no one should listen to what he has to say. Greg, at some point, you didn't have the 1 million Twitter followers either. You started somewhere, didn't you? And you wished that somebody would have held out a helping hand. You're slapping his away and you're disgusting for that. All because you're terrified of someone also being successful. Greg, your cup already runneth over. Him getting a little drink in his isn't gonna take anything out of yours. You're a horrible person. The real Kronos. Greg, if you're listening, yeah. I do not condone what Xavier just said. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Gina. Hey, it needs to be said, Xavier. He cut I am that a promo neutral on agent. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. You know? Also, shout out to Greg for setting up this whole episode. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, Xavier, thank you for saying how great of a person Greg Miller was and how much he loves best friends and the community and then just going in a completely left turn. Eviscerating him. <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show. This was amazing. This has been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry that I just ramble. That was You did not ramble at all. No. It was that's, amazing. That's exactly what we want from our guests. Someone's going to use that monologue to get into Juilliard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was definitely a new day, you know? Hey. <laughs> I feel like I start talking and then I'm just like, wait, what was I talking about? Let me if find there, If there's ever a biopic about your life, I definitely want that clipped out and put into it in some way. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, Xavier, Austin, yeah, Mr. Creed. I don't know what to call you. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, just, uh, hit me up when it comes out and I'll retweet and all that. It, uh, obviously, people probably know where to find you, but is there anything you want to oh, yeah, promote? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I'll do my little sign off. Okay. <laughs> All right, so if you enjoy me, isn't it just a little bit? You can come over to my YouTube channel, Up, Up, Down, Down, check me out there, playing video games with all my friends. And you can check me out on Raw, Monday nights on USA. That's between 8 and 11 p.m. EST with my boys, the New Day, 11-time tag team champions. And you can check me out on the New Day pod, drops every Monday. Wherever you listen to your podcast, just type in the New Day and click the pink picture with three black guys' faces. That's us. It'll help us out a ton. And you can also go to UUDDshop.com to get all of your up, up, down, down paraphernalia. And you can check out the YouTube channel on Twitter and Instagram at up, up, down, down without the O's. And you can check out all the sweet stuff at G4, at G4 TV on all. All social media platforms, and then you can definitely check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Austin Creed Wins. Keep it tight. Can I just have you record done. the outro for all of our all shows of now? <laughs> just like, do it for everybody else. Now do it for Caesar. Just, just do the outros for every single every single one of our shows, and we'll just tack that on there at the end. That was perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. Doesn't and, matter who the guest is on. We're just gonna put that at the end of all. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you all so much for watching this episode of Out of Our League. Uh, Check out Gino's episode finally going up tomorrow. So Eventually. check that out. Team Gino. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. Thank you so much for watching. Woo!